0: to on the island goat army has assembled for week number 10 of survivor season 39 island of the idols here for a very special thanksgiving week episode tyler b commons traveling to visit family so i'm here taylor Gaines as your host with a special co-host for the day who shares my last name <laughs> i guess i got it from him first <laughs> he's been on the show before can't remember the last time Last year? Family Two years something.
1: ago? Family visit last year, I think?
0: Usually I like to do family for family visit episodes, but circumstances demanded that my father, Ken Gaines, is here with me to talk about week 10. How are you, Dad? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you. So, just like dinner tables across the country this week, we're going to have to have a conversation about... charisma. <laughs> Karishma.
1: A name that comes up often at dinner tables. <laughs>
0: This year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into everything that happened in this week's episode. Karishma with a big move to save herself. Lauren with a lot of moves throughout the episode following her visit to Island of the Idols. And touch a little bit on some of the news that's come out in the last week with cast interviews and things Jeff's had to say regarding the incidents of a few weeks ago. But uh, I guess checking in, how have you, how have you felt about this very complicated controversial season so far
1: well being an old guy um the last couple weeks were particularly frustrating because i don't know i went to florida state university so i got to watch the whole Jameis episode where mm. Jameis winston was uh, accused of something and uh everybody t- took it out on the victim and, and you heard a lot of stats, you saw all this stuff for months afterwards. She even came out with some, as part of a movie, a documentary, or whatever, where they basically threw out a lot of uh, statistics that typically women don't just make that stuff up. And unfortunately, the uh, Missy and uh, Elizabeth set women back. If, if, for people who've been watching that show, an old guy like me who's setting his ways, um, saw that and, and was very disappointed to see that, uh, they would do something like that because they basically made all those, the, the accusers, right.
0: The accusers of the accusers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, not pretty. And we've, t- we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, or at least I guess I missed the week where most of it happened. So I feel like I've talked about it more than I have just in conversation, but, oh man, it's tough and it's not going away. And we'll talk a little bit about why on the back end here. But have you found it easier to settle back into the show? Or are you mostly just rooting against these people who have <laughs> well, I'm gotten rooting, voted out?
1: I, 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 there's a few things I'm waiting. I mean, honestly, the people that are left, especially after tonight, I really, they are in my opinion, they're, they're the weaker of the group. Uh, ironically, I think we talked about it while we were watching the show together some of the folks that were involved in the episode are gone already gone quite quickly and and certainly not through anything other than just happenstance. It wasn't on purpose. It's not like right yeah so
0: but yeah because yeah. they the 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 incident never got tied into the game in a moral way despite what Janet attempted to do I guess right and that was part of the issue that we've talked about is it got so mixed in that. People wound up doing some pretty gross things without the show stepping in to stop them from doing it. <laughs> and yeah, like you alluded to, within two weeks, Aaron, Missy, and Elizabeth, three of the people who looked the worst throughout the uh, Dan touching incident, <laughs> were swiftly voted out. Now, of course, the main perpetrator and like, Person who was doing all of the gross stuff that we saw a lot of on camera, Dan has not faced any consequences in the game for this and is still in. So, yep. at least one easy person to root against as we go forward. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's there's a few left that I'm I'm kind of now just keying in on that I'll root for. Um, and we can talk about that when yeah. we do our power rankings at the, the
0: end. The only other thing I'll say about him because I don't really care to talk about him that much, is like I feel like the more they show him the more it lends to, like, just the kind of person he is, where as soon as someone talks about him or goes against him, he gets very entitled and, like, oh, how dare they? How dare they approach me, Dan? I'm going to take them out. <laughs> and it just... Uh...
1: I, I, I think it's interesting that he blocked or whatever you do, your Twitter, protected his Twitter account. I think that's very interesting.
0: A lot of these other people have been facing the consequences the hard way. Yeah. And he's just hiding out there.
1: The, the other thing I think is, is, is if he truly has been with whatever he said with his company, which is involved in Hollywood and some, some kind of, of
0: agency or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh,
1: th- if he's truly a great guy, that'll, that'll remain quiet. If if not if this stuff's happened throughout his life we'll hear about it because people uh, tend to be attention seekers when when they see that that somebody that deserves to get slammed is getting slammed they'll pile on so
0: yeah I mean just look at you can look at sports I, you talked about Jameis before which is a slightly different thing but not a the, football podcast <laughs> not a football podcast not a baseball podcast either but you just reminded me of the Houston Astros stuff that's been going on lately <laughs> because basically their assistant GM did something mean and gross and yelled at some women and then that was like an impetus for people to come out and be like oh you think that's bad wait till we tell you all this other stuff the Astros are doing (laughs) and now there's a huge thing about the Astros stealing signs using video cameras from other baseball teams and yeah I think you're right like when for, for whatever reason most parts of culture seem to be built to like Stay quiet. Like, there's always little secrets that people know in their little world. But they're like, oh, we just know this. We deal with it. And then once it comes out, then all of a sudden it just piles on. It's like, well, we knew about this. Here it is. And
1: and it's even worse nowadays with social media. So, oof, yeah. a hundred times, thousand times worse.
0: Does not help. Uh, Dan, by the way, lists himself as a talent manager on CBS's uh, profile thing. Huh. Anyway, enough about him. <laughs> Big week for Karishma. Just... Continues to be on the bottom, but played her idol in the most dramatic way where every single person except for one voted for her, and she made it into the next uh, next week. Yeah, She's, and it's, it's interesting
1: because she started the episode very cocky, I think. In her comments, and as to how she eliminated her two biggest rivals from the week before, or from from the show in the week before, right,
0: Aaron and Missy, yeah,
1: and now here she is, and 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 yet eight out of nine votes, and the only vote that wasn't was hers, right?
0: Um, well, it was seven was to seven out of nine. It was seven for Karishma, one oh, for Janet, right. and one Sorry. for Elizabeth, and they didn't show us the votes, but it's likely that karishma would have voted for elizabeth and elizabeth voted for janet in that scenario where everyone else voted for krishma yeah and uh yeah i mean she had that idol nora went so far as to search her bag and uh she still managed to have it because she hid it in her bra or something
1: i'd like to go back and look at that again because i think i recall where they said oh there's just some shells here and when he showed the idol at the end i thought to myself is that the same shells that, that they pulled out when, oh, there's just some shells here. So I guess we need to go look at the review, the, the replay of that and then but maybe not. Either way. Okay. Either way, she got away with it.
0: <laughs> she made a big move. and is that a point now where like, I wonder when she crosses over from being goat to actual threat because she has been on the outside with everyone this whole time. And I guess there is the probably insurmountable obstacle of no one on the jury being impressed by her either right but i guess you can make an argument that she's like one or two moves away from people being like oh look at this maybe maybe she's still early enough in the late stage of the game to like start to step into the driver's seat
1: right I I, th- I think Dean's gonna make. I think she's a goner. I really. Do. I don't think she's gonna make it more than two weeks from now.
0: Well, so you mentioned Dean, <laughs> and he played Jamal's fake legacy advantage thing and was <laughs> told it wasn't real.
1: He played no, no. He played the fake fake one.
0: Did he? I he, couldn't tell he from the his own, yeah yeah.
1: He played the fake fake one.
0: It was hard to see on the when Jeff held it up which one it was, but either way it wouldn't have worked. Um, <laughs> but I think the interesting thing about he Dean... he doesn't know
1: that. So he's going to try it in three weeks if he's still around. I
0: guess. <laughs> the interesting thing about him to me is he raised this prospect of the goat army where if he just allows... I guess Janet and Karishma were the two examples. he used. No, Nora. He, he said Nora and Karishma. If he allows them to just keep going, all of a sudden, everyone good is going to be out and they're going to have a chance to win. Right. And... I wonder what your thought would be if you were in that position. I mean, you've watched years of this show. I'm sure you've just run strategy in your head, but like, do you feel like you keep the goats around at this point or you try to take them out? So
1: I find it ironic. They're using the term goat because goat is greatest of all time. Right. (laughs) Isn't that the new thing for goat?
0: Yeah. It can go either way. In his lowercase, lowercase goat is bad. Goat
1: is chewing the grass in the field while everyone else is playing around them. Um, yeah, I I think it's dangerous. That's why I honestly think he's got to know that it's time for her to go because you're you're she has at least one thing for her resume now, maybe potentially two, and, and that's dangerous. I I think you know, but but by the same token, there's others that are kind of sliding through. Um, uh, Nora, for example, who after the first two weeks of the show uh, was portrayed as this annoying can't stand here and hearing her talk type of person. And I personally still can't stand hearing her talk. Um, <laughs> yet she's, she seems like one of the stronger
0: people right now. Um, and she's learning the, the Raptors testing the fences a little bit because <laughs> she had the moment last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week where she could have won peanut butter and jelly for her whole tribe. And she threw her arms up and (laughs) they were like, Nora, no, what are you doing? And then this week she kept going in the immunity challenge until Jeff was like, no, 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 it's really over because she was like, no, I'm trying to make sure everyone can eat as long as they want. And she definitely feels like she's whatever annoyances they showed her perpetrating early on, like she's found her way into the group, it appears, and they all seem to like her. Right. And that could be just as dangerous as anything else when you're playing a social game like this.
1: I, I, that, that does make you think, though. I, I, you just When you said that they're all, you know, she's part of the main group, it makes me think of what, what Dan said about the trench. And, you know, there's, there's those of us over here, and if you're not across that trench by now, you're not going to be. And I thought that's a bunch of horse hockey because, <laughs> honestly, it is indeed, like Karishma said, it's an individual game. And as they whittle down the numbers – That you can't help but it's going to be people at the top and the bottom.
0: At this point, the alleged group is Dean, Elaine, Lauren, Nora, Tommy, Dan, with Janet and Karishma kind of on the outside. Right. And you can only go so far with that many people before you're like, oh, wait, it's just us. And we've seen time and again this season with the constant blindsides and time and again in the history of Survivor that, like, It never really goes that easily. And when it does, it's like the Wendell Dom season where everyone is so under their control that all of a sudden you get to the end and people are just like, oh, Wendell and Dom kept us together this whole time and now it's just between them two and none of us have a chance. And that ended up being a good final because both of them were pretty good. But like, (laughs) you gotta, no one wants to get caught in that position. And I think that brings us to Lauren a little bit because. This was a really interesting week for her, given just how much screen time she got Mm -hmm. from, like, the Island of the Idols time to her decision at Immunity to strategizing. And she even had a moment at Tribal that they went out of their way to show where she was kind of like, what was I talking about? And everyone (laughs) laughed. And it just felt like they were really playing her up this week as a character and as a top player up until the moment, I guess, where she panicked and played her idol that she just earned. that was terrible. So it's a little bit of a complicated analysis for how things turned out for her but what did you make of her in this episode
1: well that that, you're you're right and that actually i think that her doing that tells you something about where she thinks she sits in
0: those six Mm. that that because she knows she has tommy they've shown those two very tight
1: right but the fact that she played that made you think that she's
0: nervous enough that well but does that make you think she sits on the top or on the bottom because uh, yeah potentially she could have thought oh Krishma's gonna try to take out me because I'm on the top or like you're saying I think she could have thought oh I'm in danger because I'm at the bottom of this group I think the first one makes more sense to me but
1: right no you're right I guess yeah maybe she does think that we'll see I guess you know it's uh, she she had a good episode Karishma had a good episode I liked Krishna's comment about the, the, and the self-awareness by the way. My body's not cooperating. <laughs> really? Even if, you're, even if you, you had 100% of your body on day one, you're not going to win challenges. You're not going to...
0: Definitely not that challenge.
1: Exactly. Not any of them.
0: Although, yeah, to your point, I think she proved... I think she even thought puzzles were going to be her thing. And she failed at those a couple times early on. So, yeah. like, she just has repeatedly proven to not be adept in those. I think... Yeah, you, you're you kind of alluding to a point I made when we were watching the show, which is like, if you know, you if you have enough self-awareness to realize you're just straight up not going to win that challenge, you should sit out and get some food. Exactly. And yep. particularly because it wouldn't have hurt her in this situation. People would have apparently voted for her either way, because I guess typically the argument is, oh, so-and-so sat out. They must feel safe. How cocky is that? Let's <laughs> vote them out. But like... She clearly didn't feel safe either way, so i I don't know wrong decision, but like still great job with the idol and really playing up the weakness that she was portraying to people so that people would not suspect her for a second right and yeah, I mean, like we talked about a minute ago, still a lot of work to do for her, but it's it's hard to find a front runner in this group, and I think Lauren and Tommy are kind of the only two who have they've shown consistently like strategizing right. And pff, Elaine's, so, Elaine has just been playing very loyal. Dean's been kind of on the outs the whole time. Janet has been on the outs since she tried to help out the girls. <laughs>
1: since she tried to do the right thing. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. What do you think of uh, of Rob and Sandra? I, I, the, every week that goes by, it's like a, a roller coaster for me. It's like, oh, yeah, it's useful having them in the show. And then it's like, uh, well, no, I don't know that it's helping. And then there's a week where they don't hardly even show them, and and then it's they're in. The, I mean, the, the other thing is they're constantly hiding in the little immunity hut or in the little hut at the yeah at the uh, the or the the vote uh, And it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn as to whether they even needed them at all. I mean, Jeff could be the one on the island for all the matter. I mean, let Jeff give them advice. Save yourself the money of
0: paying those two. Jeff, who by the way, like pretended to not know that everyone would know about the breakfast thing which is a bit of an ironically tough look yeah. because he pretended he didn't know about all the dan stuff a few weeks ago right. and then later said in interviews that production keeps him informed on everything all the time so it's like right what are what are you doing so he here
1: have said, well but he couldn't have, he in front of them though think about it he couldn't have gone oh so Robin sandra told you at the island huh? Well, right
0: yeah but it was just funny like how much he played it up right But to your point, I think I am also a little bit torn on it. I think it's kind of a waste of time as far as 42 minutes of TV goes. But I like Robins. Like, every time I see them, I'm reminded, like, oh, yeah, they're great at Survivor. But then you remember, oh, I'm not watching them play Survivor. And then you watch them give these useless lessons (laughs) that have nothing to do with what they say they're going to be. It's always like, all right, well, today we're going to teach you about deception. So we need you to do something that's never been done before in the history of Survivor. Sneak into the other camp and steal an Im- immunity idol or whatever. And, and it's just like and for, random. For
1: as good as those two are supposedly at the game of Survivor because they won whatever amount of times and all that sort of thing or they've been in it and whatnot. I can't help but think every time they do that that those are two people I would never go to for advice about anything other than maybe Survivor. <laughs> so when he starts counting off about, oh, it's trusting a person and all these, what I would think of as life skills, I'm thinking, oh, no, Rob's not a guy I would go to for life skills. I'm (laughs) sorry. That's just not me. He's he's not my guy for that.
0: Well, and he is not good at hosting. Right. There it is. I don't know why they don't let Sandra do any of the readings any week, but like, it's very awkward watching him like bumble his way through these like... (laughs) (laughs) Just explanations and what negotiations or whatever they are. But I don't know. I I still don't believe that they're living out there without like extra food oh, and true, shelter either. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's a weird twist. I don't love how it's affected anyone that's gone there. And I still think that people have not talked enough about... I mean, it, people have talked fairly ab- about things that were more important over the last couple weeks with this show. But... When Jamal found the piece of paper and lost his vote because he found a piece of paper was just ridiculous. I don't know how that's fair at all. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think there's just... This is just a complicated season with like not a lot of strong players because people have been blindsiding people since day one. And when you factor in all the nasty stuff that has happened... It's just hard to feel, like, excited for this particular group of people.
1: Right. I, it's, it's funny. Uh, tonight, as I was watching the episode, I was thinking, what's a twist they could do on the show that would change things up even more than they actually try to change things up from season to season to season? And I thought, oh, what if they didn't vote anybody out for 39 days and then on the last day all 20 people... Pick the winner. <laughs> you know, so, so, and, and and they don't know that you know you're stringing them along for twelve weeks, and the audience. Oh, by the way, and then the okay, we're done. Last last episode, who you voting? Who's the winner? That would be interesting. How would that? W- <laughs> I'm just saying they gotta twist things up. You, it's just it, it would so. Then
0: be, what would the purpose of the rest of the game be?
1: Just uh, us. Would you us, earn uh, advantages actually, of some actually, sort? You know what? Let the audience in on the secret. And have them finding idols that are useless because there's never gonna be a vote, have them doing all these, these contests. So what things. would
0: happen every three days?
1: <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> and we're postponing it till next week and they just keep postponing it until the very end and then then you pick a winner. And
0: hey, then how would you pick the winner? They all vote based all off 20 of people just pick somebody. Based off of what gameplay.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it would just be who you like the most at that point. I don't think you like my idea, do you? <laughs> I'm just interrogating it. I think it's an interesting idea. I just am interested in how it would work.
1: Uh, I don't know. I didn't think all that through. (laughs) It's up to Jeff to do that. I just came up with the idea.
0: Well, Somebody else can put it together. Certainly a better idea than some of the ideas Jeff has had regarding editing and production the last few seasons. Two poor bastards that
1: had to put those statues together of Sandra and Rob.
0: You think only two people did that?
1: (laughs) I don't know how many did it, but God knows I never want to see a statue of those two. Anyway, okay. I
0: still stand by my original statement about those statues. That they just like... They look like the idea of Robin Sandra. Exactly. (laughs) They don't. They don't actually look like Robin Sandra. If you could Photoshop a statue,
1: that's what they did and put. uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh man.
1: Oh lord. Okay.
0: All right. So, I mean, really, other. I guess the only other thing to talk about is the fact that so many people sat out during immunity. If that's of interest. I mean, we talked about how tight this particular group is, but. I don't know that I've ever seen that many people sit out in a challenge.
1: That's a good point. I but again, maybe it's it's back to the Dan philosophy of hey, there's six of us on this side of the trench and we're safe and we're there you go. Yeah. And, and Nora who's apparently not a meat eater.
0: Uh, interesting that they didn't mention that outside of the time that Lauren pointed it out i like. I was surprised there wasn't a moment where Nora was just like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm vegan or whatever." Well,
1: and but then Lauren's like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to compete for the team." And it was like, "Wait a minute," I just said, "Hey, I'm I'm not a meat eater. That's the reason
0: I competed." Right. Nora, you mean? Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, did I say Lauren?
0: Yeah, Lauren did have that moment too, where she was lip reading. So we learned that she had that talent this week as well. But did
1: you think it was interesting? Because I could have sworn that they that they had. I, and again, it's TV, but that they're sitting there and you could actually hear Yeah, you could hear them say "damn." So, so, well, you're not lip reading if you can hear the voices. That's cheating if you can hear the voices.
0: <laughs> but uh, that is a moment I guess we should mention too in our praise of Karishma for some of the things she did in this episode. It was a tough look for her to, to talk strategy 10 feet away from other people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that might have actually been the nail in her coffin theoretically if, if she had not had the idol because they portrayed it as the group getting angry that, she was so openly trying to undermine their plans right in front of them.
1: Well, that's right. Yeah, you know, that's where I can make another football reference about Jameis Winston, where it's like Jekyll and Hyde. You know, he's either throwing interceptions or throwing touchdowns, and and perhaps that's Karishma's game—either showing that you're smart and cunning, or being stupid enough to say something ten feet away while you're doing strategy. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, leave him. Keep him guessing. We'll <laughs> never know what what's true. So. Next week's the family visit episode. Yep,
1: it's funny. We were checking Twitter. This is for the audience before the before we started here. And yeah, some, friend of the
0: podcast, Davey Rickenbacker, actually.
1: Yeah, made a comment about next week's uh, family episode. Ought to be interesting with Dan, but
0: it'll it's be not it.
1: really going to be interesting because none of those people are in on the secret. That it, this be was months ago for so. us to watch. I exactly. guess exactly. Yeah, but uh, but if his wife rolls in and somebody happens to whisper to her, hey, your husband's a sexual predator, then that could be... maybe
0: she. That would be a hell of a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I, I guess the other thing to touch on from that is over the past week, we talked last week about how Missy and Aaron had declined to do interviews in the face of everything that had happened once they got voted out. Since that happened, they did do email interviews with Mike Bloom from Parade. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that came out in those interviews when lined up with things that Kelly said after she got voted out, call into question the story we were presented by the television show. And I I don't want to bury this in the back of our episode like we are necessarily, but I think it's we definitely need to get into it a little bit. Is just that the way it was framed to us on the screen during the Dan episode was... The following morning, the producers met with all the players, both as a group and individually. They were cautioned about personal boundaries and reminded that producers are available to them at all times. Based on the outcome of those discussions, the game continued. In addition, producers met privately with Dan, at which time he was issued a warning for his behavior. Producers continued to monitor the situation. And I think the relevant section of that is based on the outcome of those discussions, the game continued, because that implies that, like, they were really having a back and forth with the players and like, there there was a some kind of agreement they reached that like, all right, we all feel like we can deal with this, let's move forward. But Aaron and Missy both essentially said, yeah, it happened right before immunity. We didn't really know what it was about. It was kind of vague, telling us like, hey, if we felt unsafe, we should let production know. We didn't really connect the dots until later when all the stuff was happening. And that obviously... One doesn't line up with the uh, outcome of those discussions sort of phrasing, and it doesn't really line up with what Jeff told The Hollywood Reporter after that episode aired when he said, we met with them individually and a number of players made it clear to us that they knew we were referring to Dan, even though we had never singled out any one player. Those same players acknowledged they did not feel the need for any intervention from production. We then met privately with Dan and told him that this was an official warning. Now that part seems... More likely, because Janet and Dan did have a conversation last week that seemed to imply that, like, they both knew something had happened with him. And now the last piece of this is that Kelly, when she was voted out during that con- controversial episode, did not get to speak in the second half of tribal council because she was on the jury, which has, I guess, always been the rule. Mm-hmm. Jeff said to The Hollywood Reporter that we gave great consideration to letting Kelly speak. I even met with Kelly after she was voted out to discuss the idea. And then Kelly said, Jeff and I only spoke the day after Jamal got voted out, so I was not aware of any discussion or option for me to speak beforehand. So, (laughs) two different examples of Jeff telling one version of the story and the castaways telling a much different version of the story. And I guess the details seem slightly different. But in this context, they feel like pretty significant slight differences to me where the cover-up might end up looking worse than the initial crime. Well, maybe not worse. It was pretty bad in the first place. Right. But, like, if Jeff is lying about this stuff now, then it's just like, I mean, what what are we doing here?
1: Right. I... And there's something else you read there that kind of made me... I, I seem to remember Dan acting surprised... When it came out on the show.
0: When the players confronted him at the beach, right? right?
1: So if he's acting surprised, that implies to me that nobody talked to him or gave him this quote-unquote warning that his, you know, that, hey, dude, stop stop laying on women when you're sleeping in the hut at night. Stop grabbing people's necks and giving them massages. Stop, you know, all the stuff that you're doing. It's just not cool.
0: And this is all also kind of moving the goalposts a little bit to me where, like, they're framing this whole thing of, like, oh, you know, we came out and we made sure everyone was feeling safe here and this and this. Where in reality, we had weeks and weeks of footage that we saw of him making people uncomfortable and people talking about it and talking about it with him where, like, they should have stepped in. This is what I said last week, but they should have stepped in long before and said something. If not kicked him out, at least said something. Right. And then we got to we get to this point and what they said was still apparently so vague that no one really knew what they were talking about. It just is, like, just malfeasance by the producers i don't know what else to say (laughs) i agree and that adds another layer of like how good do i feel about watching this and like being a fan of this show when it's just like such little care for the people who are cast on it because like i said last week too like even the people who look bad in this situation were set up by poor production mm-hmm. and just, like, left out to dry, basically.
1: Maybe this is the season before the season. I mean, this is the season where they jump the shark and next season go out on a high note with the season of champions and just be done with this once and <laughs> for all. We'll I, see. And I, don't, I hate to do that because that impacts people who have a podcast that... that <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I think that's all to say about that for now. It's just... Yeah. It's just bad, and things. It's it's like we were talking about with the Jameis thing and with the Astros thing. It's just like so, the the more that comes out, the more you're like, oh, this still looks bad. It looks worse.
1: Yep, and, and, and it's fine too because you know the conspiracy theorists out there that are constantly. Pulling up these wild ass theories about things that you and I are like, come on, that'll never happen. That's not going on. And then all it has to happen is once, and then nobody trusts or believe it again. So, so the Astros, for example, now the sign stealing. People were talking sign about stealing. sign stealing yeah. throughout the whole playoffs, yeah. and now it's actually it was actually happening. So anyway, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Family week next week.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's just funny to me that me and Ty have talked for years about like confusing edits and production not trusting us to like show what's really happening. And then the one time they like had a social responsibility to show us what was really happening and handle it. Well, they just were not prepared. (laughs) And, uh, true. I guess we can try to transition from that into our power rankings because I forgot to do that.
1: Oh, do you want to say something? Who do you think like who will come for each person? If you had to predict, Oh, so it'll be her husband and He's not going to know that she said that she questioned <laughs> that they're in love. He knows love. now. And he knows now, but he didn't then. Anyway, so I think it'll be her husband. Who do you think?
0: I guess. Well, the way she talked about him, though, made me think it might just be like her. So did she say she have a sibling? I don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Dean, I have no idea. Dean, I'm going to say it's a college buddy. Okay, good guess. Elaine, Maybe no, she she's, she's posted on Instagram with her girlfriend. Oh, okay. okay,
1: it'll be her I, girlfriend. I,
0: Either that or I was imagining just, like, another, like, country sibling or something. <laughs> um,
1: Lauren, um, it'll be her mother, my prediction. Mm,
0: okay. Janet, daughter? No.
1: Oh, ooh. That's I a tough know. one.
0: I don't know Janet's situation. She's a, a lifeguard. She's married. I, She's a married she lifeguard. Yeah. I don't know most of these people's lives. I, but. I think it'll be her husband. Oh, Tommy will for sure be his fiance. Right. And then Nora will be, oof.
1: Her, uh, what's the, the, uh, which they said she's into yoga or whatever, right?
0: Oh, like a fellow yoga instructor? No, no. what's
1: the yoga boss, the instructor? What's the big boss called? The Swami or?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's who it'll be. Cause I don't know if she's connected to anything or anyone. Um, and then Dan, I'm going to guess it'll be his wife or his, uh, legal
0: assistant. Um, oh God. Oh, <laughs> well, so for this week, who do you have in your power rankings?
1: All right. I don't know if you did it the way I did it, but
0: three two one.
1: My my rankings are based on who I think's gonna go on and win potentially.
0: Um No, I just did it based off this week, so Oh, okay. Well do it however we want
1: three for me is Janet. She slipped through. All the votes went on uh went on to Karishma.
0: She's certainly the easiest person to root for out of everyone who's left. Definitely.
1: Yeah, maybe that's part of it why I put her at three. How about you?
0: Well, I, I think you should just do all yours because oh, I did okay. mine based off all just right. this week. So, so I want to hear your long term. Next is Tommy. Okay.
1: Who I think's kind of just doing enough strategy to, to keep himself alive and he's part of the group. And then number one, silent but deadly, Elaine. Mm. I People didn't... have
0: liked her from the beginning. Oh,
1: exactly. And I didn't like her in the beginning. But now I'm watching this and I'm thinking, wow, she's actually manipulating her way through this. And uh, I think she could be it.
0: My only fear with her is that she sticks to her thing this week where she said, I'm loyal, I'll never flip. Because if she actually did that, she could easily be perceived as like the Ken McNichol type who's just like (laughs) the old old school player who doesn't really earn it, I guess. Well, that's interesting. I think those are three good ones. I think I actually have three different people in my power rankings for this week in particular. I gave Nora number three just because she... One immunity for her tribe. She found her way into an interesting little spot. She seems comfortable. All of a sudden, not a danger to anyone. And I just liked what happened with her this week. (laughs) Lauren, number two. I felt like Lauren was number one the entire episode. Everything she did at Island of the Idols, the lip reading, uh, having the idol, Tommy as her close ally in the Power Alliance, and then just, like, fell apart and panicked at the last second. But still, like exhibited a lot of good things and she's definitely in a position where she can quickly learn from what happened and probably be in pretty good shape she's actually probably the one person i would add to your list as far as like long term Mm -hmm. and then uh i went ahead i don't think she's gonna have a lot of other opportunities potentially so i gave karishma number one for this week because it's just always something else to watch someone just sit there and be like ha, doesn't count (laughs) doesn't count doesn't count and i enjoyed that so that was
1: good. There you go. All right. So what's uh, what's next?
0: Well, I think that's it. We covered everything. All right. People can enjoy the rest of their Thanksgiving weekend here. Um, remember, <laughs> bacon is not a carb. We learned that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, I'm I'm in my fifties. I know bacon's not a carb. <laughs> I know bacon's not good for a guy my age, supposedly. So. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for joining me, helping out me. fill thank, in for Ty.
1: Thank you to Ty for uh, for allowing
0: me to be uh, his replacement. He's now been supplanted. Yep. See you, Ty. You're done. <laughs> You're fired. And we'll see if Jeff takes on your idea of eliminating tribal <laughs> council entirely, the most entertaining part of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll randomly... Uh, like somebody's walking through the woods you grab them you're out of the game and, and then everybody <laughs> just has to wonder so it's like what Hunger happened Games. to them <laughs> <laughs> we can come up with something much more exciting I'm sure
0: alright we'll workshop this all we'll right. get back to you thank you everyone for listening go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and listen on Spotify and all the places on the Island Pod on Twitter etc oh you want to plug something at Ken Games. at Ken Gaines at Ken Gaines <laughs> What's your Twitter bio? Trying every day to get over 70 followers or something? Right,
1: let's see how many I got. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I am... Damn. I used to have 70. Now I'm down to 60.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. They must have cleaned out some of the...
1: <laughs> <laughs> they cleaned so, out some of
0: those... Uh, some of the bad ones.
1: Random followers. That, that <laughs> oh, well.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. I've been Taylor Gaines. We will see you next week for The Family Visit. Here on the island, Survivor Season 39. Tighten things up, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Talk about the show if you want to live here on the island. And you going to survive when you're going to be living a life on the island?
1: And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs>
0: that is fun. again.